Hello, 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 everyone. I hope you are well today. Um, let's see. Cozy Sunday is saying, if you buy a house, do you have to pay stamp duty now? As I'm sure they cancelled it. So in England, Cozy Sundays, what they did was they were they basically change the stamp duty thresholds essentially so below a certain level you do not have to pay stamp duty but above other levels you do so it's actually tiered stamp duty so it's worth having a look at the tiers and seeing where you would fall there's loads of stamp duty calculators you can use online as well to work out how much stamp duty you're due to pay but Different areas of the UK also have different rules on stamp duty, different levels of stamp duty, different amounts. So the announcements that you will have heard were for were in England and it was up to a certain purchasing level. The, in Scotland, our rules were also changed, um, but different to the English rules. You know, wherever you are in the UK, make sure that you look at the rules specific for your part of the UK. And also it will depend on the value of the property you're buying as to whether you have to pay stamp duty or not. But like I say, all the online calculators are really quick and easy. If you just Google you know, stamp duty calculator, you'll be able to put in the exact price and it will tell you exactly how much you, you're required to pay in stamp duty when you do purchase a property. I know the housing market is going incredibly mad at the moment, but I also know that uh, the mortgage side of things is, is quite interesting for people just now, particularly, of course, for people that have their own businesses. I know that uh, lenders are looking incredibly negatively on business owners whose business has taken out a bounce back loan. That is, be that is pro very problematic for being problematic for a number of directors of UK businesses because the lender is looking and saying, well, if you needed a bounce back loan, perhaps your business is therefore slightly less financially viable than it maybe was before. And therefore, we're going to kind of downgrade you, as it were, when we're looking at the assessment for you getting a mortgage. So that's something to bear in mind as well that is causing some issues for people at the moment. Ah, we've got another question from Cozy Sundays. If you're able to get a hundred grand, what business would you open? Ooh, interesting question. So if I was given a hundred grand, what business would I open? I think that many business owners have a or or potential business owners have a stumbling block thinking they can't achieve what they want to achieve because they don't have the cash sitting in the bank to do it so i actually if i had 100k i actually in all honesty don't do i think i'd do anything differently than i do now apart from i'd probably just hire more staff in my own business so I would probably just be more aggressive on hiring and getting more people in. So I don't think I would actually open a new business if it were me. Now, if it was somebody else and they were given 100K and told to open a business, um, I think you have to deal with that the same way you deal with any decision to open a business, whether you have a pot of money or not. And that is, what am I good at? What am I passionate about? And what is going to be the long term for me, because, you know, a business is not a quick win or a quick fix, regardless of whether you have starting capital or not. And so making sure that you open a business and you start a business that is going to be long term for you, that's going to give you that longevity and that you're going to be excited and interested in every single day is actually what's way more important than the startup capital. Now, if you have startup capital, can you get bigger, faster? Yeah, sure you can. You don't need to bootstrap quite as much. However, 
However, when you have startup capital, there is the issue that people typically um, spend money on stuff they don't need to, they typically overspend. So that's an issue too, making sure the budget is controlled with startup capital. But, um, you know, typically my advice, whether you have startup funds or not, is the same. It's to go out and start a business in an area that you love. It's in an area that plays to your strengths and and go and enjoy it it's to produce your content as much as you can it's to you know be all in with your clients and your customers as much as you can and that you know that would be my advice whether you have 100k for a new business or you don't now if i was given 100k for a new business what would for my business what would i do probably just hire faster just hire more staff that's basically what I would do take more people on board because he said this is agreed I would upgrade my podcast and keep at least 70% of that money yeah exactly most people if they get given a chunk of money um, it disappears and you know what that is that is why lottery winners end up broke a few years later because they don't know what to do with it they don't know how to budget and they don't know how to manage it and incidentally that is why most business owners end up with not the profit that they should be having and not the take-home they should be having is because of this budgeting aspect that actually a lot of people are not sure where to put their money, how to direct it fully, and what that should look like in their business and what their take home should be. And, and <laughs> Cozy Sunday says, would I consider joining the TV show The Apprentice? No. In no way would I consider going on The Apprentice. First of all, I'm not willing to give up part of my business for anyone. Um, I am not willing to take on Lord Sugar as a partner in any way in my business. So no, I would not. I don't see any upside for me at all in terms of going on something like The Apprentice in all honesty. I know a few people that have. I am friends with a couple of people who've been on The Apprentice, but I, uh, it's not for me. It's definitely not, uh, not something that I would consider at all. And apart from anything else, I wouldn't want to be away from my family for that length of time and my kids for that length of time. I just don't see the upside. I only see, I only see negatives in all honesty for me personally. Of course, for many people, it may be the absolute right move, but not, not for me personally. I don't feel like I would gain anything from that at all. Do you think the UK economy can stand up through another lockdown if it happens? Great question. I was actually speaking to a client about this yesterday. I think we've got a real, real problem. Um, I think that the government will probably do anything it can to avoid another countrywide or nationwide lockdown because they're not going to want to or be able to pay out things like furlough again, grants. That's gonna that's going to be horrendous for the economy. I mean, we're already in a pretty horrendous place in all honesty with, you know, the debt being higher than GDP. And, um, and we're not in a good place financially anyway, obviously we're in a recession. Do I think the UK can, economy can stand through another lockdown? I'm very worried about that, in all honesty. Uh, that, that is an area that really concerns me because I, if I were the chancellor right now, and the chancellor is actually the same age as me as well. So this makes me think about this a lot. You know, if I'd perhaps gone into the politics sphere, maybe I would be chancellor. Had I, you know, had I, if I was chancellor right now, I am. I have no idea what I would be planning for if 
another lockdown were to happen because no I think the I think we'd be in dire economic straits and um, we're already not in great economic straits but I think it would be an incredibly challenging time for the country we're already going to be paying this off for years to come we're already going to have tax hikes in the future this is already going to be getting paid for by us our children and our children's children by future tax raises so should we have more debt that we have to incur is going to cause an even bigger issue. Uh, Cozy sentences, so why doesn't the whole world just print more money? That in itself causes massive economic issues. So it's it's not unfortunately as simple as that. I wish it were, but it, that in itself devalues everything, causes issues with currencies, causes issues with inflation as well. So unfortunately, not a quick fix there. Would I <laughs> would I ever take Alan Sugar's place as host of The Apprentice? I, that's something I've not even ever considered, Tim. Um, possibly not in that format. What I would like to do, actually, in reality, is I don't know if any of you have seen the TV show, which I think is called The Prophet by Marcus and Marcus Lemones, I think is his surname, is the host on that show. And that is, I think it's on CBS or it's in one of the US channels. I would like to do something similar to that. Not quite the same, but I would like to do something similar to that. He basically goes into businesses, he gives them funding and then he turns the business, helps turn the business around. Now I would like to do something similar to that, slightly different possibly, probably not The Apprentice, Tim. But, you know, something on that sphere wouldn't be so, wouldn't be crazy. Yeah, Britdown says quantitative easing does not work. Yeah, that's exactly what Cozy Sundays was speaking about was that um, printing more money was that quantitative easing side of things. Yeah, no one wants to pay £100 for a loaf of bread. Exactly. They definitely don't. No, they definitely don't. Um, thank you, everyone who's tuning in. Thank you for joining me. Um, I have very much enjoyed this session today. So I appreciate you tuning in and listening. Thank you, everyone, though, who has tuned in today. Thank you for all your questions. They always make our session. I cannot run this session without your questions. So thank you so much for asking all of those. I appreciate it very much. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you do like what I share, please do come and subscribe to the podcast, perhaps even leave a review so that other people can find this podcast as well and benefit from everything that I am sharing. Also, if you enjoyed, I would love if you want to take a screenshot of this episode, share it out onto your social media platforms. If you do, please, please do tag me. I'm Annette underscore Fergs on both Twitter and Instagram. So if you tag me, I can come along, give you a follow, give you a like and some love over there as well. Until next time.